Hi, this is John Deke with 25 years of the Very Young Composers celebrating a program of the New York Philharmonic. This piece is by Ethan DeVere and it's called Brooklyn Bound F Train. This is scene 31, Developing the Composer's Bridge, or our middle school program, and other new adventures of the VYC. The Composer's Bridge was working. As I said back in scene 24, in its early days, the bridge, around 2006-08, was truly an experiment that, while problematic in its development, showed that we were bringing the VYC program, which was now becoming an international movement, to the next level. It took us years to bring the bridge to the flowering of its present state and benefit to our youngest generation, but... How could this long process be a surprise? We realized how many years it took the VYC just to develop in the first place. By about 2010, the bridge program began to expand. Under the direction of Paola Pristini and Doc Wallace, we could see right away that the concept was the right thing to do and pointed us to the path of further growth of the VYC mission because it plainly served the children we wanted to see nurtured and empowered. There were many adjustments we had to make, however, to bring the bridge to its fuller effectiveness. Around this time, Paula and I had an enlightening meeting with Fran Richard, Chia Toscanini, and others at ASCAP. While Fran was her usual crusty, enthusiastic, and supportive self, she asked me, Do each of these bridge kids play an instrument? I thought for a moment, but before I could answer, she continued, Listen, you can have all the professional instrument demos you want, and that's fine. But if your kids aren't actually required to study an instrument, you will be lacking a crucial element. You will be perpetuating that stupid divide between the performer and the composer. We get composers in here who haven't a clue what it takes to perform. They're off in their own little world. I shouldn't have to tell you that. You're a composer yourself, composer-performer. For God's sake. Whew, okay then. <laughs> so from then on, private study of an instrument became a requirement for attending the bridge classes. We even told all our elementary school teaching artists that they should encourage 4th and 5th graders to study an instrument privately, privately if possible. Now, obviously, the child needs help in obtaining an instrument, finding a teacher, and in many cases, financial help. We were fortunately able to subsidize some students' lessons with funding from the Philharmonic, including the Stephen Stamis Foundation. We, of course, celebrated this, but one can also see how the administrative burden on the teaching artists and myself was steadily increasing. As I've mentioned previously, the first issue that needed to be resolved was to increase the number of classes of the Composer's Bridge from the original eight sessions over the spring semester to the present 18 classes. We were extremely fortunate at that time to be able to use space in the Philharmonic's offices, namely the Helen Hull Room, which was used primarily for receptions and staff meetings, but generally not in use during the times of our classes, which were after school. I'd promised Ted that the bridge classes would not be a heavy financial burden on the institution, 
So being granted the use of the Helen Hull Room was a godsend for which we were most grateful. Eventually, however, the program began to outgrew the use of that room. At this point, it must be emphasized that the Bridge Kids not only produced amazingly adventurous and original music, but that with the blessing of the head of education and the Philharmonic management began around 2006 to be featured annually on a young people's concert, as well as during the entire week of the Philharmonic's school concerts. Now, this has continued to this day. Alan Gilbert, upon becoming music director in 2009, conducted many of those concerts himself. The clear success of these appearances by VYC kids in front of a filled hall in New York City public school kids was noted, for example, by Steve Smith of the New York Times back in 2007. Quote, when the Philharmonic's very young composers took the stage at this week's Young People's Concert, the audience sat up and attention spiked, unquote. He then went on to give a serious critique of the works just as he would the premiere of any professional composer. Ah! There was also a heartwarming color photo of 11-year-old Claire Way in her red dress playing along in the first violin section during her piece for the Philharmonic. The welcoming acceptance of Claire by my colleagues in the violin section helping her to manage playing her own piece in unity with one of the greatest sections in the world, stood to me as the epitome of what music education should be all about. That is, Claire was not presented as some sort of elite little genius, but just a kid who loved music and was willing to do the work. This also began to fulfill Fran Richards' admonishment that from the start, kids should experience what it is like to perform as well as to compose. Claire has reportedly gone on to write music for her high school orchestra, by the way, as well as conducting it. As with so many of our VYC and Bridge grads, it is heartening to watch them take on leadership roles as they grow up and following whatever field they choose. There are perhaps thousands of books written on the qualities it takes to be a good leader, but few of them, if any, it seems to me, can provide children with the skills, the confidence, and creativity that we put them through in the process of the VYC bridge. I often tell our kids at the beginning that composing an orchestral work, an instrumental work of even a few minutes, requires the composer to make thousands upon thousands of decisions, each one of which affects a performer. I mean, not just pitch, but octave, timbre, tempo, rhythm, articulation, dynamics, expression, daunting. But in the end, and without even telling the kids to do so, when it all comes together, what we get and what the composers give us is a miniature portrait of the child's heart. I don't say this lightly or for effect. After some 10,000 manuscripts and performances thereof all around the world, I've had the privilege of hearing the inner voice, whether a tiny peep or a full-blown scream, but it's a portrait. It's the human soul speaking to us.
who is very young composers on young people's concerts of the Philharmonic, pre-concert events, Vail, Colorado, bridge class, guest artists, and more. <laughs> oh, the amazing pieces that resulted with kids writing for orchestras and for the Philharmonic especially. Some were tonal, some atonal, some happy and carefree, some tragic and morose, some classical, some pop, jazz, Latin, and some completely off the charts. Edward wrote a Hispanic-tinged piece made up entirely of wild glissandos. Nuha wrote about her background in India in Voices of Darkness and received a huge glowing feature with photos in the New York Daily News. Vincent and Patrick, two boys of Chinese heritage, collaborated to write The Death of Barney, which was a big hit with the audience, most of whom were just outgrowing their own fascination with Barney the Dinosaur themselves. These were all pieces the VYC Bridge students wrote for the full orchestra. Now, as I may have said, the New York Philharmonic is the only professional orchestra in the world that we know of which has given over 100 full orchestra premieres of children's works under the age of 13. Think about that. And beyond that, as I've noted, there exist over 10,000 manuscripts of kids' works worldwide, written for various small ensembles of musicians, almost all of which have received at least one performance attended by an audience. My co-producer, Bill Gord, and I have given quite a number of these performances as pre-concerts before the Philharmonic's Young People's Concerts, or YPCs, as they say. And let me tell you briefly how we first met, formed a partnership, and produced many dozens of events filled with delightful children's music. Uh, really, this may be helpful for you to hear because you yourself might benefit by forming a partnership even in school and at any age. So, Bill and I met through a common friend. I was composing a full orchestra work and was looking for a story to tell that would inspire me. That's how I work. Bill is a storyteller with a vast knowledge of folklore and tales. Kids love him. He's also a musician, a banjo player with a non-classical background, and that gave us a certain variety of style. We first worked on a piece called Roaring Mountain. I sensed a real partnership with him and invited him to present some pre-concert events out on the grand promenade of the old Avery Fisher Hall. I wrote the music, and he told a story, which generally related to the concert that was to follow the whole of the pre-concert activity was called Kids Own Live and included instrument tryouts, dance events, and guest artists. It was a wonderful but rather noisy venue. It was celebratory and very popular. The whole was designed by Ted Whiprud, Amy Luffert, and the Philharmonic staff. Bill and I honed our approach, brought in musicians, and gradually became a sort of centerpiece of it all. We enjoyed such productions as The Volleyball Game, The Lost Voice, 
the architecture series, which alone deserves several pages of innovative description, the camping trip, the haunted house, the instrument's guide to young people, and instrument village. Aha! Now here was a fertile collaboration if there ever was one. You may remember me talking about how I feel that instruments are actually personages with quirks, likes, dislikes, passions, friends, and activities, just like folks in general. Well, Bill had a similar feeling about instruments and came up with the brilliant idea of describing them where they lived in their own village, an instrument village. Here is Bill's description of it, quote, Instrument Village. John Deke and Bill Gord present narrated musical pieces for young and grown-up audiences and families. In the land of sound, you will find a town where all the instruments of the orchestra live. It is called Instrument Village. There are no people there, and so the instruments do everything with their music, from weaving tapestries to playing volleyball. The narration guides the listeners to all the wondrous things that these instruments can do in their fantastic adventures." Unquote. So, these marvelous instrument village performances entertained Philharmonic audiences for well over a decade, right up until the pandemic hit us all in 2020. Philharmonic musicians were always eager to play the kids' compositions, too numerous to name here, as well as hundreds of bridge kids and others, also too numerous to name. Although if you twist my arm, I'll include as much as I can in an addendum at the end of this whole narrative. Anyway, not only at the Philharmonic, but Bill and I also worked with 20 to 30 kids each year in Vail, Colorado, as I've said, from about mm, 2009 to 19. The results were invariably thrilling to all concerned. We performed in auditoriums and mostly in the public libraries of Vail, Avon, and Edwards, Colorado. The musicians who demonstrated their instruments and performed the kids' pieces at these were primarily from the New York Philharmonic, but as we went along, local musicians from around Eagle County would join in. As some of them had jazz, blues, and country music backgrounds, we were able to give an increased freedom of style to kids and their natural approaches. Bill himself had a country background and a wonderful style in the banjo, as I've said. And again and again, I say that if we're looking for a new music, a music that will be beyond the imagination of us as adults, we must clear the decks and avoid any subtle coercion so tempting in any music program to foster a quote-unquote school of composition. Easy to say, hard to do. In later years, Conrad Keene took over the leadership of the VYC Vale Eagle County programs, as well, as I've said, as spreading VYC ideas in the Denver public schools. He is a composer and a master of organization who loves working with kids. The Vale Valley Foundation took over the sponsorship with funding from the Keene family, not related to Conrad. Back in New York, visiting musicians were not only enlivening the classes with their generous and caring expertise, but major performing groups seemed eager to interact with our kids, especially the bridge 
classes, which were rapidly becoming a hothouse of middle school composing brilliance. The dazzling array of groups that graced our classes are far too many for us to list completely, but range from the Ethel Jack Mivos Quartet to Room Full of Teeth and Hotel Elephant. They all came to class, not so much to demonstrate their famous repertoire, but also almost completely to play the music that our kids wrote for them. Can you imagine having such world-class musicians playing your original composition at age 10 or 12 and asking them politely and respectfully to please play that bar sadly or more slowly or can you play it faster and with choppy notes? Might you think that such a master virtuoso would take offense at a child telling him or her how to play? But no, I have yet to encounter a great musician being anything but delighted to work with children and gladly do their bidding. One of my favorite moments was in 2017, when the great pianist Leif Ove Ansnes came to our bridge class to play for us. Almost everyone in the class wrote a substantial work for him. I'd given him the music about a week before, and he was quite nervous, worrying that he might not play all of it well enough. Imagine! <laughs> when the class started, Levo Uwe played each piece, often tenderly stopping to ask the composers if he were playing their music properly. Finding something delightful in each work, and he would give a word of encouragement. One of the kids in particular, Nico, had written him a whirlwind, obsessive, virtuosic piece entitled something like... He had been practicing tonguing on his beginning trumpet. <laughs> the tempo that Nico had chosen was extremely fast, and he meant it. Le Fouve was afraid that he couldn't play it at that tempo. Just try, please, said Nico, and Leif tore into it. He performed it magnificently. Leif and Nico were both beaming. Carolyn Ramsdahl, who had arranged the appearance, and I were both in tears. We later took that piece and several others to China, where their music was heard by thousands. How, too, could I count the famous composers who favored our classes and honored our students with their considered praise? They ranged from John Corigliano and Chris Rouse to Caroline Shaw, Jesse Montgomery, and rap artist Akunyemi. I'll append more of their names below, but what a blessing they were and are. Yes, New York was and is a center of the arts and artists, but we've also seen how fame and fortune are not at all necessary for finding the wonderful music that comes from children. Mm -hmm.